Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit, Michigan. Find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am on Twitter at BDentric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Um, I'm I'm all right. Dragging a little bit. It's Monday. It's, it was a long weekend. How are you? I'm good. 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 Uh, yeah, it's Monday. That's for sure. Dealing with some allergies. It's been a uh, a mess the last few days so yeah we're just living the dream living the dream out here in california but uh, <laughs> other than that i wish i was you i didn't get to golf this weekend and you um that's all you did so yeah, yeah. jealous yeah i played 90 holes from thursday to saturday so there's a lot of golf um i'm not as young as it used to be and uh it's not as easy as it used to be so i'll be i'll get over it by wednesday yeah, yeah, this is me not feeling sorry for you. When you when you get mad at or when you get mad at me in the winter time when you have no weather and I'm playing golf, this is a reminder that you got yours. So, uh right. we'll we'll call it you even. You got to squeeze now. it all in around here, man, cuz Yeah. You know. Your window's a lot tighter, that's for sure. Yes. Um it's been too hot out here for now, excuse me. It's uh it's been it's been <laughs> it was hot out here, man. It's been hot over the country. It's a wild. Yeah, it's wild. crazy. What else was wild was uh TBT TPC Twin Cities at the 3M Open. Watching Scott Piercy choke the chokes of all chokes, but like it was wild. Um, he had at least a five shot lead at one point on Sunday. Uh, went bunker to bunker to I think the water on one hole. Watched Grio go uh, bad, just completely fly the green triple bogey. He went off the rails, and was watched Finau do his thing. And uh, it was I, I watched a little bit of Sunday. Didn't watch a ton of other golf this week. I know you didn't watch a ton either, but Scott Piercy. People were like giving him the championship on Sunday morning. Even Nick Faldo on the broadcast said Tony Fienhaus was going to come back and win. This was like early in the broadcast. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, didn't you mention something about Scott Scott Piercy last week? Yeah, I think you were. I think you were kind of dogging him. I don't I think was. it was like let's play I this was. guy. Um, I was laughing all week because, or in my head, because of what I said on the show. I, like I said something like he was what sixty something hundred dollars. I'm like. Well, man, how the mighty have fallen. Look at yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I remember you saying like, "What happened to Scott Piercy?" And and then of course, uh, you know, he fucking Almost shows up. It. Yeah, I mean, was was running away with it for three days. And I also remember you saying uh, to fade <clears throat> to fade the chalk, and uh, that was a good idea as well. Yeah, I wish I faded more of the chalk. I faded a lot of it. But I not didn't enough listen of, at all. Like, not enough. I played it all the chalk. It was awful. Yeah, my five of sixes were great. Like I had a lot of Fino. Um, I had too much Sahith though. That didn't work too well. Yeah, that was um, awful. And Svensson, I just did not see Svensson missing the cut. Like he, Me not winning, it's one thing, but not make. That was a shocker. Those two. He was, yeah, he was going along pretty well, and then all of a sudden just blew up. Like I was checking scores, and you know he was right there around the cut, and and then boom, all of a sudden he was like four over. And that's what that course can do with all the water hazards. Like there were some guys, all of a sudden they'd be like three under par, another. One over par, another back to one under par. It was all over the board. Like birdies were available, but so was the water. It yeah. was a, a yeah. wild, wild scoreboard to watch if you're keeping track on your phone or whatever. It was very tilting, that's for sure. Um, Kellen Tarum got uh, very close to making me very happy at one point in time, but uh, we'll be we'll talking about him again for this week. 
Um, other than that, though, Grio, I'm surprised he actually withdrew from the Rocket Mortgage. I figured he'd keep going to get those FedEx Cup points because he's been playing really good golf lately. But maybe he's tired and wants to rest up for the FedEx. We'll have to see how that plays out. But I, got, I, yeah. I would WD as well if I was in a, if I was in a uh, four day tournament this week. That's just me though. After playing yeah, and, 90 holes. and he's done it for like four straight weeks. So uh, not to mention the practice rounds and everything else. And they walk. Did you walk? No, 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 no. Yeah, we, yeah. We, exactly. we, we rode in golf cart. Yeah, but there was a point on Sunday, Grio, when he um he flew the green. He's no, he had a bad rough lie. And it came out a lot cleaner than he thought, and it just flew the green. They didn't know where it landed. And um, he started hitting his golf bag. He was going full John Rahm on the place. <laughs> and then he got put on the clock. It was it was very I saw them get put on the clock. Yeah, that it was, was only uh, him, though. It was only him. They didn't put it was the only Grio. The guy was following him around in the golf cart, only putting Grio on the clock, not Piercy. Wow. I've never huh. seen that. Usually it's a group thing. But I'm, right, was, right. Usually they just tell everybody in the group, hey, you got to speed it up. Yeah, You're was, all on the clock. It was interesting and, to walk. I guess it's like a new thing. It's, so it's not to penalize the other guy type situation. I guess that's I didn't feel strategy. like they were that far behind. I mean, they they were like pretty much a hole behind from what, when I saw it. I had it on mute. I had it was on a conversation for about an hour and a half talking to somebody during this time. It's the only time I watch golf. But yeah, I was confused as to what happened there because the guys that were ahead of them were hitting their second shot like when they were hitting their second shot. So yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, yeah. That's what kind of fucked up, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Griot kind of fell apart. Piercy just, just completely melted. And Finau won. Finau, like, played amazing golf. Um, our buddy Kevin. Kevin's Did delight. you see the bank shot he hit? Yeah. Figured he'd be proud of that. He said He said in the, po- the post round, he, he called bank on that is what he said. That's unbelievable. Yep. Shouldn't be alive, but that's a you know, whole other story. <laughs> but um, Kev- Kevin was tweeting now. He says, yeah, Tony in the lead, not good. Tony charging from behind, one of the better golfers on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's he can't truth, play man. with the lead, but if he's got to come get it, he can attack. And then he almost blew it on 18. When like, yeah. Faldo in the coverage, everyone's like, just pull your your long iron out, pull your three, whatever, just hit your, your iron, three shots to the green, call it good. He uh, Faldo was, before he even swung the golf club, was like, this is stupid, I wouldn't do this, over and over. And sure enough, you know, found the water on the right, the one spot he could not go. And it almost blew the whole thing. So uh, it was very, very entertaining to see. But yeah, so a wildly entertaining tournament with a terrible field. So, yeah, that's what happens when you have a bunch of mediocre golfers. Anything can happen. This Anything can true. happen. Yes. Well, this week in Detroit, we have, um, I believe, it's five of the top 20 golfers in the world, which is very surprising for Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage. Overall, a pretty decent field. Still a bunch of kind of scrubbier guys as well. So this will be a fun mix and match and uh, see where the chalk lies once again as it's not as watery as uh, Twin Cities, but still very gettable golf course. So what do you have some past event history on the Rocket Mortgage Classic? Uh, yeah, Cameron Davis, last year's champion, 1800 in a playoff over Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman. 2020 was Bryson DeChambeau, 23 under, three shots over Matthew Wolf. In 2019 was Nate Lashley, 25 under, six shots over Doc Redman, and that's it. Yeah, no, it's a long history, long history, <laughs> as you know. And um, the thing is, is you mentioned a couple bombers and a not-so-much bomber. If people look deeper at the history, anybody could compete here. And the biggest reason is, is it's Detroit um, Detroit Golf Club. It's a par 72, but only 7,370 yards, so it's a lot shorter than uh, most par 72s, four par 3s, four par 5s, 12 par 4s. Bent and Poa blend greens. Water comes into the in one hole. One hole involves water. 
very, very wide fairways. They're tree-lined fairways, but they're so wide you really shouldn't get in trouble. The par fives are extremely gettable. Uh, one of them is pretty much a three-shot hole because it is uh, 635 yards to par five fourth. But um, the par five seventh has a 43% birdie rate, 1.6% eagle rate. The par five fourteenth, 38% eagle uh, birdie rate, 1.8% eagle rate. And the par five seventeenth, a 46% birdie rate, 2.4% eagle rate. So that just says you better score on the par fives. Uh, then you got four par fours. Or you got uh, two par fours with 24% or better birdie rates as well. So you have a ton of birdie p- chances on this golf course. Not a ton of bogey opportunities here. Uh, when you look at the breakdown of the course, um, strokes gain, luck box putting is what you're going to want to look at this week because the hot putter wins. That's the trend you see with all the winners here. That's the biggest stat, strokes gain putting. Whoever puts well wins. Shocker. Approach comes up second, though, which makes a lot of sense. Most of the approach shots are about 100 to 150 with a few going a little longer. So it's a wedge fest. It's, uh, that's why the short guys can play well here. They can hit a good fairway shot and enjoy it. The Bombers can miss a little bit like Bryson and, the, and Wolf did and still be just fine. Um, there's lots of ways to go about it. The par threes, you have a couple below 200, a couple over 225. Other than that, it's pretty much it's a shot maker's golf course to me. It's an approach game and get hot with the putter. Uh, what do you got for stats on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's similar. Um, par five scoring, I think, is something to consider. Birdie or better, obviously, because the scores you know, are in the mid uh, upper teens to low 20s um, as, as far as the winner goes. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, strokes can approach or greens and regulation, whichever you prefer. Yeah, most definitely. Let's get into it. DK picks for the week, and we have four guys over 10K this week. It's Patrick Cantley at 10-7, Tony Finau at 10-6, Willie Z at 10-4, and Cameron Young creeping in at 10-1. I'll just say all these guys are ranked in the top 17 in my model. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> what do you have for this group? It's another great pricing event, too, with, uh, I think, seven guys over $9,000. Outstanding job by DraftKings again to just create massive chalk. Uh, but, um, you know, I, 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 I'm surprised Tony's still playing. Um, yeah. I guess he doesn't want to be at home with his. He brings the family kids. with him. Why go home? Oh, okay. Well, they were all with him, and he made they made a they made a big point that they travel like almost every week with him on tour. That's got to be expensive. Yeah, got to be expensive, and you know, slightly. I, I love my kid and all, but slightly annoying. Like I, yeah. I'm here, for, I'm here, I'm here for business. Like right. if I have you, a bad you, round you, of golf, I don't want to go back to the Airbnb with four kids running around or whatever. You know, and you're also not taking your kid to work. You know, no, no, that's yeah. my time. That's my right. time. <laughs> So, uh, Cantlay, uh, been playing really well. Um, I don't remember exactly where he finished in the open championship for whatever reason. That's not loaded up here for me, but fourth, 13th, 14th and third, uh, before the open, very solid. And then Zalatoris, um, I mean, I don't necessarily love him on kind of, uh, bird fests like this is set up to usually be. Uh, but from a stats perspective, he ranks out pretty well. I mean, really, it's can't lay for me up top. I mean, I, I could see the Cam Young. I think Cam Young is going to be uber chalk coming off his uh, second place finish at the Open Championship. But you know, I I, I think it's can't lay again. It's probably another week that I don't even go above ten k. You mean to tell me that when we have to look for strokes gain, luck box putting, you don't want Will Zalatoris? <laughs> Go figure. It is funny. If you look at DK scoring over the last 24 rounds, these are your top four scorers on DK. Cam Young's first, Finau second, Cantley third, Zalatoris fourth. 
that's your top four DK scores. I well, especially in that twenty four rounds, there's a couple majors. So yeah, so, the U.S. Open and the and the Open Championship. Yeah, because Cantley finished assuming that they have the open. strokes gain putting or strokes True. gain for the Open Championship. I'm not sure. How yeah, I'm not works. sure if they do either. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, you can make arguments for any of these guys, as Jesse said. Um, I think the ownership will be fun here because I like Cantley a lot and. For anybody that knows me, I don't usually play Cantlay, but I think he's a really good fit for this golf course. He's played well in the past, uh, coming in in really good form, gets ready for e- Donald Ross designs East like anybody. Like this is uh, stuff that Cantlay does very, very well. So I think he's very intriguing at 10-7. But um, the rest will be strictly ownership to me, like 10-6 for Finau. People might not play him because he's coming off the win. That's interesting to me because uh, he's still playing really, really good golf. Uh, Cam Young, probably more popular than he should be, but uh, he's, a, he's a scorer, as we mentioned. So – it's not going to be great analysis here. Like you can really play anybody. If I have to pick one, it's Cantlay. But I think Finau coming in at low ownership, I might go back to that well and see what happens, or just punt the entire 10K range. Just punt yeah. it all and see where we go from there. 9K, you got Homa at 99, Cam Davis at 97, Adam Scott at 93, Bradley 92, and Kiz at 91. This is why you can punt the 10K range. You can get some ownership differences here as well. Yeah, obviously Homa. You know we're big Homa guys. Um, yep. Strong Twitter game, good golf game. Finished 25th here last year, 42nd uh, in 2019. Hasn't missed a cut since the Farmers back in January. Um, you know, I think he he missed the cut at the Open Championship. So, yes, Homa did outside the a, Open he Championship. Was on, he was on Team Tiger. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it just barely missed it though. But either way, um, Homa's been playing good golf. He can get hot sometimes with the putter. Cameron Davis, obviously the defending champion, he did miss the cut. The two years prior to his um, win here, but he's playing really good golf. 16th last week, 6th at the Barracuda, 8th at the John Deere. Um, hasn't missed a cut since the Wells Fargo. And then last but not least for me, a little kind of sneaky type of play would be Kisner. Uh, and it's probably not sneaky, just given his course history, 8th, 3rd, 46th the last three years here. Um, he played well at the Open Championship, finished 6th uh, at the Travelers. And you talk about a guy who can get hot putting. I mean, it's Kiz. He can make a lot of putts. Yep, Kiz is one of the best putters on tour. So I love Kiz this week. The history here is phenomenal. It's not a course where Bombers have to succeed. So it definitely fits Kiz's game. Great wedge player, great approach player. I think Kiz is phenomenal for this one. You mentioned, like you said, the history. That's big. Home is second in my model. Uh, I love We love Homa. Very simple. Cam Davis, I was all in on last week. I had a ton of Cam Davis. He's number one in my model this week. He's first in par four, 350 to 400, eighth in par five scoring, second in opportunities gained. Uh, you just keep going down the list. He rates out very well. Um, and I think uh, Cammy Davis could be fun. Also, I guess the ownership plays could potentially be Scott and Bradley. So that that's your look there because Holmes is going to be very popular. Kisner should be popular because of the history talk. So Scott and Bradley, I think, is your your pivot plays. Um Interesting plays always with those two. You never know what you're going to get. Which putter does Scotty have? It's a putting contest. Very important stuff there. But, um, yeah, it could be fun. We've seen Bradley play well on Donald Ross designs also. So both these guys could be some very nice pivot plays, but not my top options for sure. I don't mind Keegan. You know, he can hit it close enough to where he can get hot with a putter. <laughs> He's 12th in the last 24 round in putting in this field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can make some putts every now and again. And he also, like I said, just can hit it to fucking kick in and, like, just hit, you know, just do that fucking five holes in a row and, you know, make five birdies in a row. So He's very, very good at that. So that could be a fun pivot as well. 
8K range. You got Denny McCarthy at 89, McNeely at 88, Thigala at 87, Davis Riley off the miscut as well at 86, Cam Tringali at 85, Hadron 84, Webb Simpson 83, Russell Henley 82, Woodland 81, and Mark Hubbard has not withdrawn yet at $8,000. <laughs> so what do you like in this range? Uh, I, I like this range quite a bit. I think there's a lot of names here. Um, start with Mav up top uh, at 88, 21st and 8th and his two appearances at this course has made four straight cuts, including last week, 49th, but before that was ninth, 16th, eighth. So it was playing really solidly. Um, Tigala, I'm just going to go back. He did miss the cut here in 2020. Uh, he's coming off the missed cut, obviously last weekend at Uber chalk ownership, 27% owned, uh, shot, uh, one over one over, I believe. Um, anyways, just, I don't remember what the par was. Maybe it was 71, so it was two it over, was two over. 70. Three over, three over. Whatever it was, he missed the cut. It was awful. I'm going back. Uh, Tringali um, made the cut all three years here. Has three top 30s, uh, two top 15s, and a top five uh, in that span. So, solid course history. He did miss the cut last week, but... I'm totally fine going back to him. Um, Webb, I think, is very interesting. He missed the cut here last year, finished eighth the year before that, uh, coming off a missed cut at the John Deere, and I believe he missed the cut at the Open Championship, yes, too. Yes, he did. Yes, he I don't did. Know why it's not loaded here. That irks me. But um, I like Webb. I think uh, he was he was playing some – I think he's figuring it out, uh, you know, because he was kind of missed cut top 20, missed cut top 20 type of uh, – run there for a little bit and uh so i like him this week woodland played well uh both weeks i think he missed the cut at the open too but 30th yeah. at the scottish uh 10th at the u.s open i think he's fine and then i'll let you explain hubbard but i like hubbard this week too i know he's your boy love hubbard especially in scoring events like this but uh don't mind mcneely again in scoring events is one thing he does well he's a uh, 20th and birdie or better in this field 12th and dk scoring so he can be an option, but I will go back to Thigala. His biggest issue is the putter. He's 118th in this field, so maybe not the best case scenario if you need to have a hot putter this week, but everything else he does very, very well. Just a rough week for him. He's first in par five scoring in this field, so Thigala is nice. Um, I don't mind your Tringali call. Russell Henley is fifth in my model. He's sixth on approach, a third from 125 to 150. We're talking wedge game, 17th in opportunities gained. He rates out well and should be kind of popular in this range, I think. Uh, I don't mind him at all. And then Hubbard is third in my model. He's second in approach, ninth in putting, if you want to go there. Fourth from 125 to 500, fifth in opportunities gained, and that's the kicker for me. 16th in DK scoring. He finds himself going for birdies a lot. It just comes down, can he putt or not? I've, I've, I've tilted his him so much when he misses birdie putts, but he's putting very well right now. He's scoring a ton in these uh, weaker events, and he's been finishing extremely well. If you look at um, his last few tournaments here, Third of the Barbasol, 13th of the Deer, 46th of the Travelers, and she's coming in in really good form. He's playing good on the uh, the Corn Ferry Tour as well. So I'll take my chances with Hubbard, who um, missed the cut here last year with T12 in 2020. So give me some Marky Hubbard at $8,000. 75 to 79, you got Siwoo, Kirk, Streelman, Stallings, uh, Tom Kim, Merritt, Champ, Day, Pendrith, Cooch, Steele. Steele busted everybody last year. <laughs> Uh, 20% owned. Yeah. yeah. Oof. I, I did avoid him. I only played one lineup, but I avoided him and just picked other chalk. That was great. Uh, Kirk, 7,800, um, has got 
really good course history, 12th and 21st in his last two starts, and has been playing very solidly of late. Um, hasn't missed a cut since uh, the beginning of March, um, or the, yeah, beginning of May, excuse me. Uh, and has a top a top five and a couple top you know a couple top tens and a top fifteen in there. So I like uh, Kirk Scott Stallings um, has made it, made the cut in all three appearances here, and he has back to back top eights. Yeah, he's playing really good golf. Um, Tom Kim, we've talked about him every week, or Joe Hung Kim. Um, as his, his name is listed everywhere, I guess. But anyway, I think he's fine uh, to go back to. He made the cut last week, and you know has been on a pretty good run. And then Taylor Pendrith at seventy five hundred um, will be my last choice here. He uh, finished eleventh at the Barracuda, thirteenth at the Barbasol. Um, those are his last two starts since he was coming off injury. Um, so really, really solid Taylor Pendrith uh, at seventy five hundred. Like him quite a bit. I like that Pendrith call a lot. People like we were playing him all the time before he got hurt, so it's a good time to get back on him before he gets uh, you know popular again. Steele's an interesting one for me because I had Steele last week. He's twenty third in my model, second off. What's his putting like? He's one forty third. <laughs> he lost six strokes putting last week. God. That that's what sucks. He's he's seventh in opportunities gained in this field, twenty sixth in DK scoring. It's like if he can just find the putter and. Yeah, I've heard people say like this is not the tournament to try to find the putter because you need to be hot with the putter. But we've seen Steele do that before and at the Safeway in Hawaii. Like, I don't know, he's still interesting to me just the way he can give himself opportunities to make it happen. So Steele at seventy five, I don't mind. You mentioned Pendrith, um, Troy Merritt at seventy six hundred bucks ranks forty ninth in my mall. But if you look at past event history here, it's like him and Kiz are your main guys that uh, have succeeded here. Merit T second and T eight the last two years. That's pretty, pretty good. And um, just recent form for Troy Merritt, uh, 49th of the 3M, 30th of the Scottish Open. So a couple of decent finishes. So Troy Merritt at 76. You mentioned Tom Kim, mentioned Stallings. I like Kirk as well. And lastly, I'll mention Kevin Streelman, 34th in my model, first in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds, which surprised me a ton. Played back here in 2019, got a T35. We like him on shorter courses. That's one thing. Uh, second at the Barbasol, 41st at the Deer, 25th at the Travelers. So uh, a guy like Streelman can be a nice play at 77. So, again, it'll be a theme that people will get annoyed with. But I like a lot of the range, but strictly just play the ownership. Like Stallings will be popular, so I'll probably have limited exposure to Stallings. It sucks because I think he's going to do very well here. But there you go to Streelman there. You go to Pendrith or Cooch or Steel. Like there's options here that actually make a lot of sense in this range. 7K to 7,400, who you liking? Uh, Palmer at seventy four hundred. I feel like that's a just a low price. I know his 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 year hasn't been great. I mean, he's been like you know made cut, miss cut, made cut, miss cut almost all year long. Um, coming off a thirty thirty first place finish last week, finished sixteenth at the Scottish Open. Uh, I just feel like he's just underpriced there at seventy four. Alex Smalley um is a guy who who's been playing decently of late, two straight. Top 16s for him. He did miss the cut of the Travelers, but 21st at the Canadian miss cut, 27th miss cut, 8th, uh, 6th, you know. So, and then Harris English, another guy I just feel like is just wait, wait, mispriced. Wait, wait. Harris didn't Harris English go to the Live Tour? Did he? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see a Harris English here at all. There's no Harris English. Like, it, he's still on my list here. Are you serious? I swore he's on the Live Tour. Oh, no, I got him here too at 7300 bucks. Huh. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm mistaken. As you were, 
He's still in the field, as far as I know. Let me you um, do your thing. I'm going to look at some more stuff real quick. Okay. I swore right, he was on. a live guy last week. I got plenty of guys in this range. Uh, so Harris English, uh, three straight made cuts, I think, since he's come back. I don't know where he finished. He, he played in the Open Championship, didn't he? Yeah. That pisses me off that that's not in here. But Scottish Open. Oh, uh, CH3 is who I'm thinking of. Never mind. I, I crossed the two two up there. My bad. They are, they are both white guys. Yes, I have that going for me. <laughs> both guys that achieve and then underachieve at the same time. <laughs> and made a shit ton of money playing golf for yeah, a lot good of years. For them. Good yeah. for them. And then, yeah, I forgot CH3 went. I, th- yeah. I thought that was actually kind of hilarious that they took him. But yeah, Him and Stenson, whatever. like, who gives a... No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's the truth. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Uh, Nick Hardy, 7,300. Um, never played here. Uh, hasn't missed a cut since the Texas Open back at uh, the beginning of April. Um, 58th last week, 13th Barracuda, 30th John Deere. Luke List, you know, I mean, Luke List finished 21st here in 2020. He, he could get hot with a putter, could hit it close enough like Keegan and just kick everything in. Not a huge fan, but from a stats perspective, he fits. Joel Dahman, 7,200, another guy who I think uh, finished finished well here last year. Is it a Patrick Rogers week? Uh, yeah, I'll be going back to Patty Rod. In, okay. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Rogers. Grayson Sig had a really solid week Big last week. Last week. Uh, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Re- I, I, sorry to interrupt you. I didn't realize You're it because I didn't watch Saturday's golf. But I was listening to Feinberg and Mayo this morning, mm-hmm. and I guess on Saturday's coverage because Sig was tearing it up, they kept calling him Jason Sig. <laughs> like. Give the guy some credit, please. Like, come on. Like, Seriously? He, at Feinberg's, like, they showed him a ton, but they never got his name right. Yeah, I, I saw some highlights. Like, that That was, like, the section that I was watching. It was, and they show, were showing Grayson Sig, you know, That's making bad. putts and shit. Finished seventh, uh, 26th at the Barracuda, 27th at the Barbasol, 16th at the John Deere. Really solid stretch for him. That was after, like, 47 straight missed cuts, so. Uh, Trey Mullinox won the Barbasol a few weeks ago. I think he's fine. And then Gillick, Michael Gillick at 7,000. Um, we talked about him a little bit last week, and I played him. Finished 41st here last year. Missed the cut in 2020. Um, but 16th last week uh, and has not missed a cut this year since the Heritage back in the middle of April. Um, so playing really solid golf. Yeah, I had a lot of Gillick last week, so I'll be going back to that train. I like that call a lot. He's 32nd my model, third in par five scoring, which is huge for this event. So, yeah, I'll be joining the party there. Um, back up top, though, Chalky, and this Chalky himself, Chris Goddard, only 7,400 bucks. Like, you know, DK could have put him at 9K. He'd probably still be Chalky. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, he's 15th in the model. He creeped. He made the cut, creeped in there, you know, got some people some points. Maybe they'll, they'll lower him a little bit, but I think he'll still be very popular at that price point. I like the Alex Smalley call. I think he's a great pivot off of Goddard up at 7,400 bucks, coming in in really good form. As you mentioned, I'm always a sucker for CT Pan on an approach game course, just what he does. Um, nothing sexy, though. So in a tournament, maybe not the best play because you need someone that's going to probably contend and win, but interesting. Uh, Dougie Gim had a big week last week. He's someone to, to, to look at at 7,200 bucks. But the guy I'm going, I'm going right back to Adam Svensson at $7,200. Missed the cut, pissed everybody off in the chats we have, whatever. Everyone was angry. He's still sixth in my model. He's third in putting in this field, 10th from 100 to 125. Uh, he's fourth in birdie or better, fifth in DK scoring. That's even with the missed cut last week. So give me some Svensson at 7200 bucks. I think Wyndham Clark also at 7200 bucks. He's 37th in my model. If you look at past uh, history at this golf tournament, 
withdrew in 2020, 17th in 2019. And he's coming in on four straight made cuts, 38th at the 3M Open, 76th at the Open, but 16th at the Scottish Open, 35th at the Travelers. So Wyndham Clark coming in playing pretty well. Will he be virtually unknown, I think, at 72? I like the SIG call. I'll go to P. Rod. He's 19th in my model, uh, second in putting in the last 24 rounds. I'll go back to Callum Tarrant as well. That's 7,100 bucks. He's just a birdie machine. But uh, you you can make very good cases for uh, Hahn and Smotherman as well, playing really good form. So I like a lot of stuff down here, a lot. This will probably make me play a few of the 9K guys and mix in this lower seven. That'll probably be a lot of my builds this week. So um, giving away my secrets that mean you'll probably won't win any money. So uh, just, you know, tread, tread lightly. 6K range, who are we playing besides Chess and Hadley? Yeah, Chesson Hadley. Yeah. yeah. You see, DK, he should be like 7600 bucks well, at least. He's he playing was, great golf. I think more expensive last week, wasn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he was seventy three hundred last week, and he finished tenth. And then they dropped his price four hundred dollars. Oh man, I love DK. I I complain about it on my baseball show all the time how stupid the pricing is, but this is that this is just blatantly stupid. Yeah, that's, sorry, as you were. No, you're fine. I mean, it's that I, I was going to mention him and how dumb of a price that was. Hayden Buckley at sixty nine hundred as well. Um, he's never played here, but. Uh, has made every cut since the U.S. Open. Finished 14th at the U.S. Open, 26th last week. So, playing solid golf. Uh, Taylor Moore, uh, Lee Hodges, another couple guys down there at 6,800. And then I've got one other, uh, which is Henrik Norlander. Uh, has solid course history, 38th and 12th the last two years here. But his recent form is Horrible. not good. Miscut 31st, miscut, 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 59th, miscut, 53rd, miscut, miscut. I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough when you start getting down here into this range. Um, so I would recommend avoiding it. But if you're down there, that's who I would go with. I remember playing so much Norlander last year. Yeah, so man, he was solid, dude. He was rolling for us this year. It's a beautiful thing called golf. Yeah, um, yeah Chesson Hadley with you on that one. like the Buckley call coming in really good form. I think J.J. Spawn got some merit here at $6,900. I uh, like the Lee Hodges call at sixty eight. Uh, and then the other ones I had here is Vincent Whaley at 68 is somebody can look at. And then Kelly Craft at 6700 bucks. Um in this event at 6700 he do, 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 he missed the cut in 2019, but the reason I like him is that current form. He's playing really good right now. Um, T11 at the 3M Open, missed the cut at the Barbersaw, T24 at the John Deere, T56 at the Travelers. So you get a play like that at 6700 I'm very, very intrigued. Other than that, like, Justin Lauer, Brandon Hagee, Austin Cook. A Cook ranked seventh in my model. That's amazing. But um, he's first in the proximity, 100 to 125. But I'm going to try not to go down that far. I don't want to go past uh, Kelly Craft if I have to. And that's already it hurts to say out loud. All right, let's recap things, Jesse. 10K and above, who you got? Can't lay. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that one. I'll go can't lay. 9K range. Um. I'm just going to say Kisner just to be a little bit different. Yeah, that's a great play. I'll go Cam Davis. Neither one of us are going to take our boy because that's just too obvious. Um, 8K range. Um, I will go with uh, – I'll say Webb Simpson. I'm going to go with Mark Hubbard. That's my boy. Uh, 75 to 79. Chris Kirk. This is a fun range. I'm going to go with Kevin Streelman to be a little different. Uh, 7K to 74. Harris English. 
He's on live tour. Um, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I'm going to go back to Adam Svensson. I'm going to die on that hill. It's going to be a painful death. I can feel it coming, but I'm going back. In 6K, who are you taking besides Cheston Hadley, who should be like 26% owned? God darn, I can't take Cheston Hadley. Um, yeah, you and everybody else, yes. Uh, I'll say Hayden Buckley. I don't hate that. I'll go Kelly Crafts. I'll stick to the brand here at 6,700. Uh, if you're crazy enough to play cash this week, where are you starting out? Um, I mean, yeah, I like a lot of these guys in like the right around the 8K range there. So like yeah. Hubbard, Kirk. Stallings, I think, are solid. Yeah, I was going to look at Stallings, Streelman, and like Hubbard or Henley. I got no problem with any of that grouping right there. But in tournaments, giddy up. Where are you going on this one? <laughs> I like Thigala, Tringale, and uh, and Harris English. Yeah, give me Kisner, give me Svensson, and give me uh, – who do I want to really mix it up with? Give me uh, Hubbard. Give me those three. Kisner, Hubbard, Svensson. Probably going to be pretty chalky, so enjoy that as well. If you're looking to win this thing, though, it's been long shots for the most part at this event, like just like last week, but last week, Finau was the favorite, so that changed quickly. So he got one in this thing. You go ahead. Uh, for some reason, the DraftKings won't load on my uh Kiz and Cam Davis are both at 35. That that intrigues me a little bit if you want to go there, but I think, I think your long shots are, are the way to go. Like even Russell Henley at 55. Uh, has some merit to it because he he's been a proven you know guy up top before, so I, I could see him being there. Other than that, it's uh, you got to really start throwing some darts out here if you want to. Like Stig is coming in in great form if you're feeling lucky, but uh, I'm not feeling that lucky. I think Joel Dominic his form's not 100, percent but on a course like this, we could see Joel go low. Uh, your boy Harris English is 130. That's not bad. Yeah. He's he's a winner, so that's yeah. actually not a bad play at all. So, what about you? Got a couple. Uh, Kisner at thirty-five, um, Webb at fifty. Uh, I think those are just just value plays from a perspective of those guys have won obviously multiple times. So see them win again would not surprise me. And if you're looking for like a longer shot, um, I do like the you know Harry English at like one thirty. I don't know if he's really there yet to win, but maybe a top twenty on him would would pay a little bit better and. Yeah, this is sketch down through here, man. Yeah, it's it's some rough. Like, in all honesty, it's is a better DraftKings week than betting week. It looks like just looking at the numbers, the numbers look pretty, pretty blah. Uh, might be a good week to get guys live. That'd yeah. be one thing I'd say. Good good time for that, or play some head to heads, or see, see where else it takes you. Go, go go bet the live tour. Um, go have some fun with that. Uh, I know watching Brooks on uh, on Instagram with Jenna, they've uh, they're living their best life in Greece. So God knows where his head's at. He's not out there grinding. Um, he's grinding. For... He's grinding something. It ain't Bedminster? golf. Yeah, he's grinding it, but it ain't mm-hmm. golf. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be interesting. Very interesting to see how the golf goes. I I want to tune in and watch it one of these days. It's just not possible with my schedule. But uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Any well, final sh- thoughts for Rocky yeah? Because Morgan? they have such a weird start time too. I like. I yeah. never know when it actually starts. It's yep. strange. But, no, but uh, they, final... but it's shotgun, so it's always good. Right, yeah, and it's over with in four, four, four and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, uh, you know, this is. I think we have one more event than the FedEx Cup. We've got right? Wyndham, Wyndham next week, which will probably have a pretty good sized field, with uh, guys tuning up for the FedEx most likely. Yep. So, so. we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Almost my favorite part of the year: fall yep. swing. <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. Where no one cares about golf because they're all watching football. This is true. 
Yeah. Let's go. Fall swing also means football is back. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Training camp. Uh, rookies have reported, so it's it's real close. Real yep. close. But uh, if you guys have any other questions, hit us up in the free Fantasy DJ's Discord, or Jesse is on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BDN. Check the podcast at Always Press DFS. We'll be back with you guys once again next week. But for now, a 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic Preview in the books. Catch you guys later. Anybody else?